Welcome to Live in Law in LA. This is Jade Turner Bond, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Shannon Egan and Neil Gogger. Uh, we are interviewing Rick Jones in today's episode. He is the founding partner of the LA office. Stay tuned. Today we are kicking off the Legends of the LA Office series, and we're happy to have Rick Jones here with us. Rick Jones is currently the practice group lead for the firm's uh, public finance group. Before that, he was uh, the managing partner of the LA office. He's one of the original founders of the LA office, and so we thought it'd be great to have him on the show. Welcome, Rick. Thank you, Jade. It's nice Mm -hmm. to be here. Oh, that is a good radio voice. Yeah, very good. I think you were meant to do this. Hmm. <laughs> so now, Rick, talk to us a little bit about how you started the LA office. How how did this come into action? I know looking around, most of the people that are listening probably haven't visited the LA office, but you know we've got this great. We occupy the top three floors um, of this great building in downtown LA. We have floor to ceiling windows. Uh, We have a deck outside that overlooks some of your major clients. But was this what you envisioned when you started the L.A. office? Well, uh, yes, actually, it sort of was. I mean, when when we started the office uh, in night and when was it 2005, I had been uh, at another firm for 28 and a half years and um, through a a series of circumstances that are probably too boring to recount here. Uh, uh, it uh, became uh, th- this opportunity presented itself, um, and uh, so uh, it was a startup. Very much a startup. There were I had plenty of places I could have gone, but Nixon Peabody was the one of the opportunities that was completely would have been completely new to Los Angeles. There were other firms that had offices here; they were interested, but um, Nixon was interesting to me because. It uh, had a practice in both public finance and in corporate finance and was interested in being in both of those, which is not true of a lot of firms. They will do one or the other, but not both. So uh, um, my partner and friend, Travis Gibbs, and I were looking for someplace to go, and um, and Nixon Peabody became the one. So uh, we started in a in temporary space, just the two of us, um, with... Uh, rented uh, furniture, practically nothing. We had a couple of pencils and not not too much else. A little different from what it looks like now. Yeah, and, yeah. and you asked what I, I thought. It would, you know, um, I remember asking the then managing partner, well, Harry, his name was Harry Trueheart, Harry, what do you, what's the plan for L.A.? And he said, oh, I don't know, what should it be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how many folks were at your old shop that you had left? Oh my God! A thousand? A thousand? So, what was that like to go from, uh, you know, effectively a, a thousand-person shop, and maybe in LA it's many, many, a couple hundred? Yeah, right? there was a few hundred lawyers in LA to go a thousand to, nationwide, right? Probably. To go to a two-person shop. What was that transition like? So, well, it was uh, it was fabulous. It was it was amazing because uh, there was nobody to do anything. Right there, mm-hmm. you, uh, there was nobody to move furniture. There, they did have somebody who took out the trash. At night. That's good. Um, but otherwise, uh, if you wanted, uh, if you needed a legal pad, you had to go find it, figure out where they were. If you wanted to, uh, and you also had to put it there in the first place. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you wanted some furniture moved, which we did, Travis and I would move the furniture. We just that's the only way to get it done. Everything we did, everything, mm-hmm. and it really makes you uh, appreciate how much uh, support we have in a firm 
like this and that we'd had before. It wasn't that I missed it. It, it was just it was really different. It was fun to, you know, it was really fun to get down to sort of that granular level of, of operations and making everything work. And so you were, we talked a little bit earlier and you were talking to me about some of the values that when they approached you, they talked about what is the most important thing about Nixon Peabody? What, you know, what is the value behind or the philosophy or the principles behind Nixon Peabody? And I think something that the managing partners said to you really. Well, when, when Travis and I were being interviewed, um, we went to New York and we had this business trip and they took us to this restaurant called Aquavit. Aquavit is a really high-end mm-hmm. um, Scandinavian restaurant, and they serve Ooh. very small portions. Oh, God. For a lot of money. Well, they saw you coming from Los Angeles, and they thought, we need to do small, oh, healthy right. food. Right. You know. place worked, eat, yeah. The place worked fine for me. Okay. Tra- <laughs> Travis, on the other hand, after we had dinner, we had to go out and have dinner again. Grace papaya, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we went to New York, and we, we had these interviews. We were being recruited. It was it was pretty fun to be recruited again after all those years. And uh, and I talked to the then managing partner, Harry Trueheart, and I said, Harry, what do you want your firm to be? And he said, I want it to be one of the best places in the country to work. Wow. Which just about, I just about fell out of my chair because that's the last thing I expected. I really never imagined that he would say such a thing because I, most firms want to be profitable, want to be the most profitable. They want to be mm-hmm. the best at this or the best at that or whatever. He wanted it to be the best place to work. And so I, I, I immediately said, thought, and then, of course, said what I was thinking, that's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And he said, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to cost us a lot of money. Because uh, I think what he meant was you can't be so focused on the bottom line that you give up a lot of other things that are important. And that's turned out to be true in my experience here. That. I have to completely agree because I actually met Rick. I was probably, I want to say, two years out of law school. I was still working at the California State Treasurer's Office. And uh, Rick was acting as special counsel on this Poseidon transaction, which is a big water desalination project. And Rick was probably one of the nicest lawyers that I met. And I knew, and now I, I kind of know that they, you know, people say that NP, Nixon Peabody, stands for nice people. And I know when I transitioned over to Nixon, it was one of the biggest reasons was because I met Travis Gibbs, Chuck Wolf, and Rick. And I thought these guys are really nice lawyers to work with. This is, this is important to me, mm-hmm. working with good people. Yeah, it was the same interest for me. I had, I had been at a shop that I really enjoyed and had you know good folks, and, and was it was nice. And the big draw for me here was, you know, when I was I thought, well, you can find good lawyers in any shop, right? The, mm-hmm. the skill is is not, you know, well, certainly we've seen people who <laughs> don't have skill if you go, <laughs> go to any court courthouse in in LA, but um, but you know, finding a firm full of skill is not difficult. Finding a firm full of good lawyers and good people is incredibly difficult. And, and so that philosophy, I think, is certainly carried through to the current day. So then when you're, when you're setting up shop here, we had, you had to start somewhere, I imagine. So who do you decide to bring with you? How do you start? You know, who's your team and how do you build them? And then how do you convince them to come? Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a lot of good questions. So <laughs> start wherever. Travis and I uh, had decided that we were going to leave and we were going to go uh, someplace. Mm-hmm. And we were... Uh, it was all it all happened pretty fast, so it wasn't a long process. But we had a lot of firms that were interested in having us come and join them, and uh, through some pro- through whatever process, uh, we ended up with this bunch. So it was just us. I mean, mm-hmm. literally just us. And uh, 
uh, Nixon Peabody had a San Francisco office and nothing and, and a Long Beach office. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, the San Francisco office maybe had 100 lawyers and Long Beach had, I think, five lawyers. So mm-hmm. San Francisco was very much leading the, the charge to get this office opened in L.A., uh, and so, but it was just the two of us, and um, we had not even a secretary, uh, no assistants, no nothing, just Travis and I. And they sent a guy, Nixon Peabody, San Francisco, mm-hmm. sent a guy from their office in his car with his back seat full of office supplies. <laughs> <laughs> no messenger office. service then, huh? He no. showed up. His, his name was Warren Tagley. Warren showed up. Uh, with this box of, I mean, boxes of stuff, you know, what, are, what do you think you need to open a new office? Oh, I don't know. I was throwing some legal pads. I don't know. A stapler, you know. Right. A couple <laughs> staplers, right. 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 And so uh, the, we started that way. I mean, we had uh, we had phones. We were in this, uh, I think they call it executive uh, shared yeah. space. Yeah, like temporary you know? space. Yeah. yeah. Like they used to call them Fijian suites. I don't know if they call them that anymore. But um, shared space with other law firms. And, um, and that's what we had. We had, uh, I think we had three rooms on the end of a building, uh, I guess they looked out. There were windows. They looked at the side of another building. Uh, and um, we uh, that's where we started. And um, within a little while, they had, uh, Nixon Peabody had offered our assistants, Travis' assistant and my assistant, they had offered them to come over and join us. And they gave them full credit for their seniority. Nice. Uh, and so they came and joined us, and then um, then we uh, Chuck Wolf joined us in about maybe a month or something after we started, and then we started we just started uh, practicing and and trying to do all the things that are that you have to do to get clients and have clients and do legal work, and it's very different when there's mm-hmm. only two or three of you. It's like at the beginning, if we had no deals, we were very worried. If we had one deal, it was about right because the three of us sort of do one deal. Mm-hmm. If we had two deals, it was kind of too much. So it's really hard mm-hmm. to balance, you know, getting the work done when there's just not anybody there to do it. That's and so you guys had no associates. It sounds like no, right? had no associates. Yeah. And yeah. then it was just the two practice groups: the corporate finance and the public finance. We didn't think about practice groups. We thought about survival. <laughs> survival, just we pure deals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. but how do you jump? I mean, now we have sixty attorneys, right? And we have over twelve practice groups yeah. in the LA office. How do you make that jump? Well, you know, it was a, a, a lot of things. A lot of good things and a few bad things happen. <laughs> I mean, in the you know over over however long it's been, was it twelve, thirteen years? Mm-hmm. Um, the the growth was not linear. You can't just you know it's just not forty five yeah, degree angle growth. Right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, we were first we were two, then we were three, then we were five. Uh, at some point, they closed the Long Beach office, and those people, those folks, joined us. So then now we were ten. Uh, and then we hired a couple of people laterally. Some of them didn't work out. Um, and we, you know, but um, L.A., is, it's a great place to practice. Mm-hmm. It's a middle market world. Uh, there's a lot of government work here. We did a lot of government work. We were interested in we're doing middle market work. And so there's a lot of that stuff. What does that mean, middle market Well, work? corporate work, okay. smaller corporate clients. Um, okay. We were not targeting the people that could pay or wanted to pay $1,200 an hour in legal fees. We were targeting smaller companies. Um, and uh, so that's what we were doing, and that was consistent with the Nixon Peabody strategy 
Um, and so, um, how did we grow? I mean, episodically and fits and starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tell you the truth, what really uh, was the best thing for this office in terms of his growth was this guy named Seth Levy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah, he's Seth, right. Now, how old was Seth when he came here? Well, I don't know how old he is now, but uh, <laughs> he, he, I think he was in his late 30s. I think, okay. they were, I think he was in his mid to late 30s when he right. joined us, he and his group. And that was probably in about 2008. No, mm-hmm. no, no, later than that. Nine or ten. Anyway, I was the office managing partner for five or six or seven years. Uh, and then he's been the office managing partner since whenever we started thinking about making a, moving into new office space. Okay. Yeah. That's, the, that's the precise reason for the, making the change. Now, was there any thought process when he was brought in? Was there a sense of this, no. is, this is the guy? No. Okay. No. I mean, no. Uh, he he was a he he was looking for a platform. Okay, mm-hmm. he was coming from a firm that <clears throat> I don't think he felt as well supported as he might be someplace else. Uh, and uh, we were looking to grow, and we were looking for interesting things to do. And Seth was such a person, and he was bringing uh, he was going to bring eight or ten or twelve people, mm-hmm. and um, it it worked out. Thad Starber had a lot to do with Thad and Thad's wife Tracy had oh, a lot really? to do yeah with uh, recruiting Seth. And uh, and his team and uh, and then Seth has just been a ball of fire. He's just mm-hmm. uh, he's done. He's had such such great imagination. He's very low key, you know, seemingly relaxed yep. uh, guy. But he's quite intense underneath the surface. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Can, can be, yeah. So when when you look at that past and that you said it's not a linear growth and there's a couple steps forward and some steps back. Uh, you know, what are some regrets that you have? What are some things you think I I could have done that differently or mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, you look at the ones who didn't work out and you say, you know, I knew that person wasn't going to work out. I knew, <laughs> I knew it. I knew that guy was going to cause me trouble. Yeah. And why didn't I, you know, why wasn't I more forceful and, or why wasn't I more reliant on my judgment about that? And maybe that might be a, a regret. But for the most part, you know, our hiring decisions have worked out really well. Our, we've had we've, the last several years in particular, I mean, the office has been very stable. The, we've grown but people don't generally leave. It's like, what? A law mm-hmm. firm, nobody leaves? Um, so it's been, um, I don't have a lot of regrets, honestly. We, had a few, we made a few personal mistakes. They've long since been corrected. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That means the three of us. Yeah, I was like, good. oh, well, yeah. anyone in the practice group currently <laughs> right. that you I regret. was looking at Neil when I said that. <laughs> a couple of lingering problems, right. but we're getting, we'll get around Just them. Just two yeah. specific. But are there any characteristics that you look for, right? I mean, are there any kind yes. of... Okay, yes. So that's a really good question. So um, when we started, okay, we've got this office. Now we got space. we got a few people. Like, okay, now we want to grow. Okay, how do you do that? How do you do that? It's really crazy because nobody ever heard of us right. nixon peabody mm-hmm. right peabody peabody, Pe- peabody. right <laughs> is it actually peabody it's in the east coast it's peabody but out here it's peabody, peabody. yeah okay yeah. we say it right they say it's it very right. confusing yeah, I, think so. I was too yeah. afraid to ask that my summer so i just found any way to avoid saying i don't think anyone's right. ever made a formal decision on that uh, I, I think the people in boston say peabody i think maybe mr yeah. probably mr peabody probably said peabody if mm-hmm. this goes for, far enough, this podcast, we can change it. We can be the Nixon Peabody, and everyone will just say it that <laughs> That's way. Right. That's right. Power of influence. So what, so what are you looking for in those people? Well, so w- w- uh, the first question was, how are we going to do it? What is our strategy? What do we say to somebody? He's got somebody who's got a $4 million book or something or right. whatever it is, any kind of book. 
why should you come to Nixon Peabody? It was really hard to answer that question at first. We had temporary space. We had crappy furniture. Mm-hmm. We had uh, we didn't have a lease. We were turned down by our first lateral because he said, you're not committed to L.A. because you don't have a lease. Mm. Hmm. I said, we've been here six weeks, buddy. What do you want? Right. <laughs> and he said, I want a firm with a lease. Right. So uh, we didn't have a lease. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he turned us down. I was fine. Um, but uh, uh, it, it, so we that's one of the reasons we fumbled around because we didn't really have – we weren't able to really articulate uh, why would you come here, but as we got a little bit bigger, we got a little bit of critical mass, and we got a little bit more understanding of Nixon Peabody and its national platform and the support that you get across the nation, the one NP. Uh, we came to realize that the the thing that appeals to people, the thing that works, and the reason we've been successful, we figured this out, and that is if you are a person of a certain mindset. Uh, in a certain place in your career where you want to build something that is your own, we present a really good opportunity to build it. It's just not for everybody because not everybody wants to do that. Some people are too nervous to do that. Some people don't think they can do it. Some people want to have the safety of a, of a bigger firm where they're going to be handed the work. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hand people work. We can't do that. We don't have That's not us. Other firms do that. We don't. That's not us. What we do is we have this platform. Uh, where you can bolt yourself onto it and you can build something of your own and we'll be very supportive. And uh, we've got a lot of things that you can add on around the firm. People are very cla- uh, collaborative, collegial, that we want to help you. And if you are that sort of person, then you can be successful here. And that works. And people get it, they understand it. And the people that we've gotten are those people Jill Gordon, you know, mm-hmm. Seth, mm-hmm. Uh, lots of other examples. Fad. I mean, Lots, everybody that's been successful really has been somebody like that. And that's why we've been able to grow because they come in and they say, hey, we can, we can plant our, you know, little seedlings here and they will grow in our soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what's worked. That's what's worked. And that's great with hiring partners, right, or looking for lateral partners. But what about for associates, right? Is it the same skill set that you guys look for? Or, I mean, Well, the associate hiring has evolved, you know. I mean, when we started, we had summer associates. We'd go to law school, and that's how I came up, mm-hmm. and that's what I knew to do, and that's what we did. And uh, that's fallen out of favor. It's no longer what we do. Most firms, I guess, don't do that so much. And I think there's not as much growth in the law firms as there used to be. So what do you look for in associates now? I mean, uh, first of all, all of our hiring is done by practice groups. So I think that's actually a weakness of our firm because I think practice groups might not apply the same standards uh, across all practice groups. Um, but I think they're looking, I think what we're looking for now is people who are experienced in the work that we have, that the partners, you know, or other senior lawyers have to do. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for somebody who, uh, you know, was number one in law school necessarily because we actually want somebody who knows how to do, you know, I don't know. Revenue bond deals. We want to know right. somebody. We want somebody. I want, so, I want somebody who's done three years of X, <laughs> rather than who's rather than somebody who's really smart and might someday learn how to do X. And as the um, the age of the LA office has kind of grown, so it started as a small shop, and over the years it's gotten bigger and it's changed. And has the way that you look at what this office is about and the kind of people that will succeed here has that changed and evolved over that time, or do you think that like the core essence of 
you know, these self-starters who are looking to build their own business. Do you think that's been the same or has, you know, that core has remained there? I think that is continues to be the benchmark of mm-hmm. our office and why we are successful and have been successful and will continue to be successful. You know, it's a relatively young office. Yeah. And yeah, uh, 10, 20 years from now, everybody here will be 10 or 20 years older. Oh, God. And so that, <laughs> so that, that may not be, you know, it may, that may need to change. Right. right. But for where we've been for the last 10 years, that's what's worked. That's what's really, and people like coming to work. I mean, they right. like coming to work here. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we have to bring up that, you know, you've been coming to work here for so long mm-hmm. that you're, you're now making a transition in your career um, where you are looking towards leaving the partnership and stepping down from being the practice group leader. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, it's true. Is this, is this a, a happy decision, a bittersweet oh, yes. decision? Uh, oh, yes. And, and what led to it? Oh, well, uh, I've been practicing for 41 years. I've been here for 13 years. Um, when I opened the office with Travis, I, in my mind, I was going to stay three to maximum five years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wow. was it, three to five yeah. years. And then I was going to be, you know, and then I was going to retire. And uh, But I was having a lot of fun. It's been great. It's been, <laughs> you overshot that a little. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the original plan, I think I don't know if I said this already, but uh, the original managing partner, Harry Trueheart, this guy, uh, you know, he, uh, when I said, what is the plan for LA? He said 50 to 100 lawyers. Well, it took us for a long, a long time to get to 50 to 100. Now, mm-hmm. I thought we'd take three to five years, but it took, <laughs> it took probably eight to ten years. Right. Mm-hmm. But now the office is, uh, frankly, the office is uh, a, a good approximation of my wildest dreams. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a broadly diverse pra- uh, office in terms of uh, practice areas. There's a, uh, and in terms of age, mm-hmm. uh, ages, there's a well-laddered, you know, uh, group. Uh, it's well positioned for the future, mm-hmm. uh, and in the, and so I think the office has accompl- has grown to be like this is what could be better mm-hmm. from my perspective. And then the practice group I've been the practice group leader the last three years, and the practice group is in really good shape. So you know uh, why wait until it's all screwed up to leave? <laughs> you got your ducks in a row. Get out Fair enough. Fair enough. While getting is good. So what does the future hold for Rick Jones? Well, I'm gonna. Uh, retire from the partnership. I still expect to be around here sometimes uh, in some sort of senior better, council right? position. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of things that I'm interested in. Um, I, uh, I, I'm interested in jazz. Okay. Uh, I like to play music. I, uh, I work hard at it. Um, uh, I don't have a lot of talent, but I, I have a lot of... Uh, What's te- your interest? I don't have a lot of tenacity. I've uh, played saxophone for a long time, and I also play flute and a little clarinet. Wonderful. And um, so that's one thing I'll have more time to do. I'm also very interested in birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an Audubon Society in Pasadena that's very interesting. And there's a lot of birding around town. Um, I'm, uh, I've got uh, uh, four grandchildren, and there might be another one or two in the offing. Uh, they live in other parts of the country. They're not nearby, but I'll hopefully get to see more of them. Um, and then I've got a law degree. You know, you don't just because you retire, you don't give up your law license. And uh, uh, maybe I'll have time to do some things that uh, are just interesting to me just because I want to. Absolutely. So I don't know. I don't know what those are going to be yet, but I have in mind that, you know, there's a big homeless population in downtown L.A. And I don't know what the legal I don't know what a lawyer can do about that. But um, there might be there might be something along those lines. 
And, you know, I have a couple of, I've been working on a project for Metropolitan Water District for the last several years, these giant tunnels that Jerry Brown wants to build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a project that has lasted, it's already been going on for 10 years. It's uh, got at least another 10 years to go. And um, they might want me to, you know, be around part-time or something. I don't know whether they mm-hmm. do or not. Beats me. Um, but I can imagine doing something like that, too. Just kind of continuing to do a little work here and there, but not to not yeah. go chase clients and not to record hours and not to yeah. not send out bills and right. yeah, yeah, all right. those things. The fun stuff mm-hmm. or fire people, right? Or fire people. Don't worry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting My with pleasure. us, and um, hopefully, we'll be able to chat with Travis Gibbs and Chuck Wolf at the next. Um, another podcast. I certainly hope they tell the same stories and tell them exactly the same way. Exactly. Right. 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 Nothing but consistency. <laughs> Nothing but consistency. Good. Thank All you right. very much. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. This has been To Live in Law in LA. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of Nixon Peabody LLP and should not be construed as legal advice. This podcast is not intended to create a lawyer-client relationship, and listeners should not act upon anything expressed without seeking professional counsel. This podcast may constitute attorney advertising under various state ethics rules, and prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome.